episode 85 of Story Mode, a video game podcast. The official podcast at storymodegaming.com, the one and only website for butter and avocado-based news. I'm your host, Jesse Fazen Suit Munro, and I'm joined tonight by Lauren Light Suit McLean, Simon Zero Suit Evan, and a very special guest, Kyron Fusion Suit Morrison from the Fantastic Dialogue Options Podcast. How are we all doing? It's a great name for a podcast. <laughs> great I'm doing great. Podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on to this mess. <laughs> We're adding to the, the continued lore of... of uh, <laughs> pre-show arguing about different foods, putting juice in with your cereal, leaving your butter out of the cupboard. None of these are euphemisms. I'm shocked as well. Yeah. But I did come up with a very good rhyme, and I'm actually really proud of myself. There's a part of me, the back of my brain, I'm just applauding myself being like, fuck, that was a good joke you made about 10 minutes ago. Holy well shit. Well done. <laughs> I swear, if, if Josh listens to this, like, on his own, in his own time, he's going to hear the whole, like, oh, people who eat cereal with juice, and he's going to say, motherfucker, she told everyone. <laughs> No. It's okay, Josh. Like, I still respect you, but it's definitely like a little bit less. <laughs> Just like a, like a little bit. I'm absolutely floored by by the discussion. I know. Just had. I know. Me too. If I get to pull down, I, I get to pull down people too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. He's not here to defend himself. Mm, it's true. Well, you know who is here to defend himself? Kyron. Special guest Kyron. Kyron, buddy, how you doing? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm doing really good. Um, I'm very excited to be here. Perfect topic for me to be here for. <laughs> so good. You're, um, well, I don't, I don't know why I'm trying to keep it a secret. Look, you're on here to talk about Metroid Dread. We pulled, we, we grabbed you and we're like, you've got to talk about this because your enthusiasm on Twitter has been like the most hype shit I've seen <laughs> for a hot minute. And it got me so pumped for a franchise that I had never played before. And I know I have it, and we're going to talk about it soon. I'm very, very excited. But for those out there who who may not know of you yet, where are you from? Tell us, tell us, tell us what you do. Uh, well, look, I, I run another podcast with my good friend and co-host John McDonald uh, over at Dialogue Options. But generally, when I'm not doing that, I'm like that crazy person that you see on Twitter. Yeah, just shouting about Metroid. Really, just like good. posting a GIF of Samus at like three in the morning when I should be asleep. But it's just like, no, I've got to post this. I've got to post this specifically this at this time or I'll forget mm-hmm. and it won't matter anymore. For years now, anytime any there's any Metroid news, I'm just like, oh, Kyron. <laughs> every E3, every E3. The point when I'm playing it, oh. I've had playing it, I'm like, fuck, this is really good. Man, I'm a guy Kyron's like. I'm just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so infectious. Like, as much as I give p- people like Simon shit, like I love when Simon yeah. talks about Final Fantasy because I, I like ta- hearing people talk about games they love and just being overly enthusiastic about it. And the way you were talking about Metroid was basically me when Control came out. It just made me so happy that other people are feeling that way about some games. Yeah. I love Control as well. And I also love Final Fantasy. So there's a lot, there's a lot to like here. <laughs> but oh, yeah. fucking hell. Hell's yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Let's go <with> Control. <laughs> Fuck Far Cry 6. I'm done with that shit. <laughs> Control, baby. <laughs> Lauren's like, to hell with you. Lauren. Get off my podcast. Hi. Hey, you doing? All right. You know. All right. Had a good weekend, you- <laughs> dipping into a yeah, good old Far Cry Six. You you went for a real Far Cry on the weekend. You went for a hike. I did, and I fell over instantly. Got laughed at, and I have the biggest bruises on my legs. Uh, it's wonderful. It's like one of those things where like we're walking through things, and there were some rocks, and I stood on a rock, right, and the rock came loose and like rolled to the side, and so my ankle kind of rolled to the side a bit, and I was just like, oh, got my balance, and then my leg just like crumpled underneath me, and I just fell over. 
You gotta be careful. And like nature's out. For oh, you. nature's yeah. out. Oh, literally. <laughs> and then like the rest of the walk, they're like, "Oh, it's slippery rock. Just be careful." Oh, like, there's a rock there. Just, just, just over it. Just, I'm just like, great. It's, Look, I'm glad it. that I got to take one for the team. You know. This is Better why me. I tend to stay inside and play video games as much as is humanly possible. I love that. No, it's it, it's definitely good. It is and then safer. It is the next safer. day, um, I saw my dad and. Uh, uh, yeah, saw my bruise and everything like that. And it was like, oh, you know, Lauren, just, she, she's not used to the physical activity, you know? And I was like, thanks, Dad. That's really Ooh. great. Thanks for Ow. <laughs> Vote of confidence right there. What that? Just Ooh. like, I know you're trying to be funny, but like, just, like, I do a lot of stuff outside of my, I don't, I just, I'm trying to defend myself because mm-hmm. the butter thing really riled me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, put your butter in the fridge, everything will cool down and you'll feel better. Back to the old That's butter happened, actually. So I have been told. So I have been told. She had melted butter on her shoes. Exactly. <laughs> how about you, Simon? How, how are you doing now? Three hours behind us. Oh. Sorry, three hours and about four years behind us in Perth. How, how's that going? I mean, I love Duncan on Perth, man. I mean, you say that, but we've still gotten no COVID cases, so. Yeah, fuck. You've yeah. got come back down. Yeah. Yeah, because COVID hasn't hit you guys yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's that time delay. So it's the time delay. <laughs> it's look it's just jealousy i love i love everyone everyone in perth perth as as a concept as a concept <laughs> good work guys good work <laughs> look what? conceptually speaking perth is pretty good in practicality yeah it was a uh a very good week for a weekend for all of us because uh story mode video game podcast and dialogue options got to feature as part of the fantastic pax radio brought to you by audio technica see ya Got that ad read right down, Pat, Audio Technica, if you're listening. Wink, <laughs> wink, nudge. But that was great. Um, that was. So Pax Radio was just uh, a, a conglomeration is not the right word to no, use. No, anyway, of, of local gaming podcasts. Put them all together and you can list them on, uh, on Discord as part of Pax's online showcase, which was a damn good time. I'm sh- I Look, I miss Pax so goddamn much. I should be so fucking hungover right now but i'm not and it makes me sad because um you know no packs but you know it was a fantastic job doing it all online i like it i was worried there was gonna be anything but no i think they did a good job of like making it feel worthwhile and the packs radio stuff yeah was a great idea um mm. it was just so fun to be a part of that as well hopefully next year we can uh all catch up in person and uh a few, a few drinkies and maybe talk about some good games. Speaking of good games, segue. Let's talk about Metro Dread. Let's stop fucking around. Oh, <laughs> get straight to it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off because I know Karen's just ready to, to to pop off about this one, <laughs> like vibrating. But Simon, I know you, you yourself, you're very, very excited for for Metro Dread. First impression. Let's avoid major spoilers for now yeah well i mean um, i'm not massively far into the game like i've beaten the first i guess major boss and i've uh, gotten into the second area on the map and that's about it um because i haven't actually set aside much time to play dread this weekend unfortunately i was pretty busy however it has been awesome to play and Part of my brain is just sat there going, holy shit, this is Metroid Dread. This was teased in Metroid Prime, like, on the GameCube. That's how long ago this game was rumoured to be happening. So, yeah, this was announced, or yeah, like, rumoured for years and years, years ago. And then it kind of went through development hell where it was coming out 
got cancelled, but no one's quite sure. It's been yeah, because bit- it was never officially announced. Um, but there was lots of stuff to hint towards it being a real thing, and you know everyone was kind of up in the air about it, and then it got sort of quietly cancelled and no one ever made mention of it again for years and then all of a sudden it's like hey metroid dread here you go bam this october Whoa. insane absolutely so, insane correct me if i'm wrong and i probably am here this isn't metroid 4 no 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 no, no, no. okay this is metroid 5 i think a lot of people been like because i remember when metroid don't don't do this to me, Simon. Don't do this <laughs> okay, to me, Kate. Hang on, hang on. Let me let me put it into the timeline. It's a is convoluted. It's a convoluted timeline. <laughs> let me yeah. It's let me put it into a slightly more simple format. The Prime, so anything like Metroid Prime, whatever, is separate to the main series Metroid games. The main series Metroid games is the first one on the NES, uh, number two on the Game Boy, and you know uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS, um, Super Metroid. Uh, Metroid so Fusion. This is your, and then, Metroid Dread is your, your Rogue One. It's not a numbered sequel. It's off to the side and it's fucking awesome. Dread, no, Dread is Metroid 5. <laughs> yeah. Wait, oh, God, Dread. I'm so confused. Okay, I'm going <laughs> so, yeah, to skip that because I remember during E3 or whatever this got announced earlier this year, um, everyone was p- pumped for Metroid, some more Metroid news, and then this was announced and a lot of people were just like, oh, that's not what I expected. I kind of did expect it in a weird way. <laughs> it was not well, what I expected, current, but I was so happy regardless. You've, you've had quite a build-up for this game. It, it's in your hot little hands now, and you've already finished it once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell me about this first, the first time you, 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 you put that little weird-tasting cartridge into your Switch. It's your <laughs> new Switch, but we'll get into that in a moment. Yes. Um, <laughs> how'd you feel? It... Like honestly, well, because I, I, cause, so here we go. I'm, I'm actually a crazy person. I, um, I pre-ordered the special edition just so I would, I had that. But I was also like, but I'm not, I'm not waiting until like nine o'clock on Friday morning. So I also pre-ordered it digitally so I could have it at midnight. So I've already bought this game twice. So, um, my first thing to do was just I sat on the, the like literally the main menu for like a minute and just listened to that sweet, sweet Metroid theme. This is like this is a real video game. But I can play now, but I'm also just enjoying it's not a dream. this music. It's not a dream. It was, they weren't lying to me. They didn't trick me. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't the drug music, my So you've mentioned music. The music. I, I haven't been able to play too much of this game because I've been playing Far Cry 6. So I've played maybe an hour or so. I am absolutely floored by the music in this game. This is already Fast Track to become one of my favorite soundtracks in a video game. It is it's remarkable. Okay. I love spooky kind of like unsettling horror and when the first emmy comes out the emmys are, are these robots that track you down they hunt you down through, throughout your levels um and they are just fucking mr x on roids they are terrifying these things um they have this really creepy music with this really high pitched, almost like little drip sounds to it and it just crawls up your spine Oh, it's, I, I'm thinking of it now, and I'm feeling really unsettled, mainly because I had to hear that same theme over and over again when the uh, the second Emmy kept killing me. Oh, those things are it's relentless. It's not an easy game. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing I do want to talk about. I think I've died maybe about five times in this game already, four of which was to that very first Emmy. Not the one that you have that cinematic for, but the first one that you yeah. encounter naturally. Once I have died 
to something other than that, and that was an environment, because I was like, hmm, it's a cold room. I wonder how quickly I can get through there. Not quickly enough. My bad. Mm. So <laughs> I should have. I should have guessed. I should have guessed. Yeah, but you know, it happens. Um, and yeah, these Emmys. I feel like the fact that they are so omnipresent and that they've been talked about so much, and you know, it's been sort of the selling point is you know how powerful these are. Genuinely makes the threat feel real. It's not one of those things where it's sort of inflated a little bit and then you go up to it and it's, oh, no, it's actually super easy to take down or it's super easy to avoid. No, these things will fucking get you. And they won't stop. Once they get you, you do have... I I love it because you get, like, half a second to counter. These things pin you down and they're like research robots. So the thing that they kill you with is normally meant for science. And I don't know why, but that makes me more creeped out by them. (laughs) Um, How they, like, repurpose. Because that thing, like, is it sharp? Is it like a proboscis? I don't know what that thing that goes into your neck is. Or they laser your face. Um, But you get, like, half a second to counter. And... um, Sam kind of slaps their hand away. It's so funny when you miss. And runs away. <laughs> when you but miss, when it's you just miss, so you give this really like limp little slap in the robot face, and they're just like, "The fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just, just like <laughs> really good. That was pathetic. Just that that's, that principal Skinner, just like pathetic. pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> now this is the first Metroid game I'm I'm really playing. I played a little bit of Prime because my partner's like, oh, Prime. She got really mad when I said I hadn't played a Metroid game, which is fair enough. And I played a, played a bit of Prime and I absolutely loved it. Man. Prime. But then I'm like, oh, I was had other games to play. So this will be the first one I'm going to play in its entirety. How different is this to the other Metroid games for people like me who are, you know, um, not fully across them? It's a proper classic 2D Metroid game. You can have a similar experience. In fact, a very similar experience if you were to pick up um, Samus Returns on the 3DS. Um, the movement is very similar because it's the same developer. Um, they have done an incredible job here as well. And similar sort of thing if you were to play Fusion or Super Metroid or Metroid 1. Like any of those games, you'd, you'd have a very similar experience. 2D side-scrolling Duff, fun. It's not fun. It's it, complete existential terror the whole time. But bread. Mm. It's it's the prime <laughs> games. It's in the name. <laughs> it's. I can't get over like the prime games. Earlier are before, I was listening to Radiohead and playing Metroid Dread, and I was like, "What am I? What am I doing?" Like, am I trying to give myself an anxiety attack? Because it came real close. <laughs> this game makes me tense. I'm watching my Fitbit heart monitor thing go up when these Emmys are around. <laughs> it, it, it's such a different game to what I expect from Nintendo. And it's a very different game to play on the Switch. It feels weird. Playing such a kind of... I don't really know how to put this. It, it's a very non-Nintendo game. It is proper scary. I think that's why I've always and sort of gravitated to it as well. Like, mm. it is it is so different from everything else Nintendo has. It's just this dark atmospheric sci-fi adventure platforming game like nothing else i've got is really like that and now karen i'm gonna ask because if you, you know you go into a bit more further detail on, on, on dialogue options so make sure everyone listens to that i want to know do you ha- is there anything about this game that you're not liking um i mean honestly 
the only thing I could really pick, and it's, it's really it could be really nitpicky. It's an issue that I think you find maybe you should get further into it. It's just honestly sometimes the controls. Like I love the game, but there is a point by the end where like nearly every button does something, and it's very easy just to have you know that old game problem where you suddenly have really stupid fingers, and you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. That, that was the absolute <laughs> wrong button to press. And considering like it, it is quite a hard game, a boss will be like, cool, well, I've just taken two energy tanks from you. You're like, sweet. Well, guess I'll die. Come back again next time. <laughs> I'm finding that already. Even yeah. like I don't have many power-ups or extra abilities. And I'm finding myself getting really confused with the buttons because they're just laid out in a bit of an awkward way. I find yeah. myself often turning around to kill an enemy and I'm just, you know, you get your, your, your laser sight. Yeah, and I'm just like lasering them, like ah, that was meant to shoot on oh, it. Fuck, <laughs> damn it! This weird manta ray thing just slaps me across the head with its fins <laughs> or whatever it does. What about you, Sai? Anything you're not loving about this game? Before we get into things we absolutely adore, um, so far the only thing I would say is uh, the progression. At the point where I'm at, I don't feel confident in where I need to go next, and that's probably on me because. As I said, I'm sort of, I've, I've just gotten into the second area and there's stuff that I want to go and explore in the first area still, but I can't. Everything's gated off at the moment. I'm like, okay, well, I need to come back when I've got a certain power-up or whatever. Cool. But then when I go to the next area, I'm like, if I walk into that room, I'm probably going to die immediately. And same with that room. So have I missed something? Have I soft-locked myself in a weird way? Or am I just not confident enough to go into the next room? Is that what it is? And it's just, I don't have that direction. I I don't have that confirmation. You do need to go in there, just power through it or anything like that. I don't want to look up a walkthrough or a guide because I think Metroid games are best played blind. Um, Apart from maybe Prime 1, because Prime 1 can get confused as shit. There's some stuff in Prime 1 where you kind of want to have something on hand just in case. (laughs) Yeah, especially like that last part of the game where you have to do all of that backtrack and you're like, oh God. Absolutely. (laughs) But yeah, like that's the only thing at this point. Um, otherwise, I have no real complaints. Yeah, I, I'm kind of shocked how much I'm loving every aspect. Again, early days for me. Um, and it's quite good to come out at this time because I'm not 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 normally a fan of um, Metroidvanias because I am impatient. I get really annoyed when there is something in front of me and I'm just like. I'm just going to kind of headbutt this wall until it opens. You need to know when to walk away from situations, knowing that you can come back later on. But I always, it's just not how my brain works. I'm an idiot. But playing um, Carrion last year, really enjoying that, has just been my sort of gateway into Motorvania's. Um, Carrion, fantastic game. If you want to read a review, it's on storymodegaming.com. Goddamn, getting good at that. Um, (laughs) And that's kind of, change my way of thinking around these games and then you've got this layer of polish on this game i need to talk about how this game is animated oh i've I've (laughs) never seen a game look this smooth the way she runs and transitions to us you can run you can jump you can try to wall grab and you can do a slide they're your basic maneuvers at the start i'm not sure if you get i'm sure you get some more moves down the track um the way you transition to that slide to get away from things, because when you get into an area where an Emmy is, basically you enter a zone, the Emmy can only be within the certain zone, but it'll hunt you while you're in there. So you need to try and get past it or, or around it as quickly as possible. 
which requires a lot of kinetic movement. And when you're sliding under, under things and you're shooting while you're sliding, it just, it is this marriage of movement that I've, I've never seen in a game before. There's a, so much love and detail. Like little things, like when she puts her hand on something when she's going to jump over it. it, it yeah. Little things. I just are blowing my mind. And in singularity, they don't seem that much, but when it all comes together, these moments when you're diving past an enemy, they feel like a dance. It feels cinematic as hell and just way too fluid to be a game. Well, that's one thing. Because I'm in love. <laughs> so keep in mind, like the subgenre is called a Metroidvania. And I feel like Dread reaffirms the reason why it's Metroidvania. Because yeah. holy shit. Like it is, it's a lot of those little bits and pieces, as you said. But there are absolutely, like there are some awesome moments where like I figured out the layout of a room and I figured out how to tease an Emmy to come and find me in one spot. And I waited until the last second and then I completely outmaneuvered it, ran past it, and had this really cool little getaway sequence. And I knew I was being chased the whole time because the screen was like, hey, it's coming to get you. And I'm like, oh, it, it'll let you know. <laughs> You're fucking not, oh, yes. bitch. And <laughs> speaking of the cinematic moments, the first boss fight was awesome oh, for that. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, Jesse, but there were some genuinely seamless moments between gameplay and cinematic. And, well... It was great. It felt felt so 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 good. Yeah, I mean, while we, while we are talking about animation, that's one of the reasons. I, like the Metroid series has sort of been on a road to recovery since Other M in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I really think yeah. Mercury Steam in particular between this and Samus Returns have done a great job of like bringing back the Samus that everyone remembered. Even if even though like you know back on the Game Boy Advance and the Super Nintendo, you could only show so much of Samus's attitude. But I think in, yeah, Samus Returns in this, you really get an idea of how much of a badass she is. Oh, incredible. It's so good. Like she and- just, She's just like, I'm not even that scared. Like, let's yeah. go. <laughs> but when she, but when yeah, she is something- scared, it really sticks out, though. Mm. Um, there, there is something about her movement in the game that just screams confidence. Yeah, this she's is the character that I confident. am aware of just via, like, the zeitgeist around the game. Never have I played as her in anything. And the moment you start, it's like, she is badass. Holy shit. And she's going to turn into a ball at one point? <laughs> How? <laughs> no one really knows. <laughs> yeah, look, don't, oh, don't, don't question that too much. Um, just just roll with it. But Literally yeah, like, roll with it. Now, <laughs> in, damn it, that was good. <laughs> I get a little bit hurt when somebody else on the show makes a bad joke that's good. I'm like, that's... That's my thing. <laughs> but like, as you're saying, like with like how much of a badass she feels like, just in, even in the opening like cinematic, when you walk into that room and there is that... Mod spoilers. Yeah, very much. Like literally the opening cinematic. You haven't even taken control of the game yet. There is that warrior directly in front of you with his own arm cannon. And Samus just squares up straight away. She's like, yeah. <laughs> fucking bring it. Let's go. So good. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. So like, cool. ah. <laughs> it was such a perfect moment for somebody who's not a fan to fall in love with the character straight away. Now, I mean, that's actually a uh, question I need to ask. This game seems, even in early days, seems to have a lot more lore to it than I expected. 
am I really missing out on a lot by not playing the old other games? Or is this sort of a good jumping on point? Because I imagine a lot of people, for a lot of people, this will be their first Metroid game. There hasn't been a Metroid game proper in a long, long time. There's not a lot of people getting into the games for the first time. Um, the Switch being, you know, as big a seller as it is, it's going to be a lot of people's first opportunity to play a Metroid game. Are we missing out or is this sort of a, a nice entry point? Oof, I mean, I, I think I think it's pretty good. Like they, yeah. even though this is like you know the I'm gonna they've been touting it as such, but it's like the conclusion to like the original Metroid story arc. I think they do a good job, sort of, of introducing you to the to the, the basics to get you up to speed, and then the rest of the game, like for the most part, one of the things that it benefits from is it's a lot of new stuff that you can sort of build upon from the building blocks it gives you towards the start, which I appreciate. Yeah, and I think Super Metroid holds up incredibly well still. Like, if you have a Nintendo Switch online subscription, you have access to this game. And some people would argue it is the single best 16-bit era game ever. I frequently argue it's just the best game ever. I mean, (laughs) that's the thing. Like, it's... One of those games that it has such prestige, and when you first play it, you go, oh, I see why now. That makes sense. So I think having if you haven't played a Metroid game before, Dread is perfect to get into, but I would still recommend going back and checking out everything. If you're going to play Metroid oh, yeah. 1, play, uh, play the Zero Mission version, the Game Boy Advance version, because uh, that is definitely the superior version. And it's so good. Yeah, like it's these games have like this incredible story behind them. And yes, the, the lore itself isn't massively complicated, but it's really cool when you do get the information naturally through the game. That I think Metroid as a franchise handles uh, like a natural story very, very well. It doesn't, you know, info dump you with text boxes and, you know, say, ah. Oh, this is a different creature that you've than the one you faced before. This is very interesting. You should make no. Doesn't tell you that. You just go. Oh shit! My regular weapon isn't working on this. Fuck! What do I do? That's what the the feeling I'm getting um, so far as well. Because it doesn't info dump on you. It it's like the game doesn't want to give. Or you know, there's no need to give Samus too much information because she doesn't need it. Because she's going to kill it anyway. Pretty much. She doesn't need to know that the thing's different. She just knows that, you know, it can bleed and she'll kill it. Good. She's blown up plants before. She can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's already really coming through in the game, which is like, oh, yeah, there's monsters here. We'll see you on the other side. Yep. Almost like everything in this game knows that she's going to win. I don't know. There's something about it that's oh, it's clicking with me. Lauren, are you a Metroid fan? No, I have the same relationship with Metroidvanias that you do, Jesse, in that I'm too dumb and I don't like them because they make me mad. <laughs> so what are we what are we gonna do to make you a Metroidvania fan? What are we what are we gonna so what's, the, what's the Oh angle? gosh. I don't know. I don't know. Because I played my my fair share of um of Metroidvania like games, I suppose. Um they, they have been numerous in the absence of there Metroid. Has, there <laughs> has quite been numerous. Um but I think it's also that I, if if I learn that a game is a Metroidvania, I do stay away from it because I know that I do get frustrated. Um, look, I don't really know. I mean, look, I didn't mind Ori um, and the Blind Forest. 
I remember um, back uh, the old podcasting podcasting the old podcasting days. Um, we played it as one of our fortnightly. Um, Every, like little game club, book club thingy. We all play it and we all get together and discuss it. And look, being forced to play it <laughs> for a two-week period, <laughs> um, I actually didn't find it too bad after a while. I think it's, I don't know, like it's hard to describe. It's like a when you get to the points and it's like you're you're so close to your double jump making you over the ledge but it doesn't quite get you over the ledge and you're like, maybe I just need a run up. Maybe there's like a little extra rock I can stand on. Maybe there's something. And then you spend half an hour trying to get over a ledge, which like doesn't work because you need double jump and then like a dash upwards. And that comes half an hour later once you've gone left a bit further. And it's just like, oh, I don't know. But however, Jesse said earlier, uh, Jesse and I are just the same person. Uh, I really did enjoy Carrion <laughs> as well. Um, and that that is that was like a, a nice exploration type of, a type of title, I suppose. Maybe that didn't have as many Metroid, like as many abilities as what, like there are in other Metroidvania titles, you know, you know, like how in some of them that, you know, you have like eight different power-ups to get you through the world. I don't think Carrion had that many. I think maybe it just kind of, and it might have not even been that long. I'm just blabbing now. I'm just talking. (laughs) Carrion didn't have too many um, upgrades that you needed. I think that's what made it a really good lead in because, I think so. Look, I think the, the length of it and like how it's just you only have like three or four different ways yeah. to get through really did help with and it. It was very clearly defined. Like he's like a great, so you have to turn into these little ringworm gross bug things and you swim through it. Love it. I found that really simple, but it did change my way of thinking. So now I'm looking at Metro and I know there are going to be so many goddamn power-ups and things. Mm. But I'm in love. Not in love, but I'm liking the concept of a metroidvania as a whole a lot more mm. so i think i'm willing to forget a little bit of that i think as you tedium that i used play, to that used to really great on me yeah i think as you play more and your taste change like we i said last uh during our pax episode sorry that like you know um my love for open world titles is kind of waning a little bit you know maybe that's because i want that nice little package deal and maybe metroidvania is something that i could pick up now not quite sure if metroid i know it's in the title is uh, the way for me yet? Well, but we'll the see. thing is, you you mentioned something. I, the other half. Yeah, I mean, look, Castlevanias <laughs> are a lot of Castlevania games are great for like similar reasons, but I feel like you touched upon something without really realizing yet, and that is one of the biggest things about Metroid games as a whole is the replayability. Because you will come mm-hmm. across like times when you're like, ah, oh, I can almost make that jump. How mm. can I make that jump? And you can mm-hmm. sequence break. And sequence breaking in Metroid games is a huge deal. And I feel like there is definitely the potential there. If you want to try and get into it, mm. you will absolutely find well, stuff to love. I do really enjoy the feeling it gives when you you figure it out, you know? Like when you go yeah. and you find a power-up and you're like, oh, that means now I can go back to that and do that. What? what? And like your brain <laughs> kind of like... Best thing this is, game does, it lets you mark stuff yeah, on your map. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can drop a little cool. pin on a map. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> that's good. I've, I've not played a Metroidvania where you can do that, but oh my God, for somebody who doesn't like them, that is a, a life changer. Mm, I think that's also a part of it because, yeah, you get to a certain part and you're like, do, do I go left or right, up or down? I can't remember. I'll find it eventually. But, like, I guess that is the, yeah, the um, 
what's the word? Like affirmation? Is that it? I don't know. Um, yeah. Of like you're going in the right direction, oh, well, you're yeah. doing the same. Great Savage Garden song. Um, and but I just don't think I can like actually – I can't play it long enough to really get those feelings, you know, because I just get too frustrated. That's fair it's enough. It's the same with what are they called? Dungeon crawlers, like randomly generated dungeon crawlers. I will play the life out of them for about 10 hours and then I will just never pick them up again. Lauren, I think we're the identical people because I, I play That's a lot shame. of platoons. A lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> the shame. <laughs> um, one's more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did, I did mention earlier, Kyron, you were very, very pumped to get this game, but you also got... Something else when you're at, I, I did. at your local retailer. <laughs> I um, got yourself the uh, Nintendo OLED. I got the, the OLED. OLED. <laughs> I they, they was, Nintendo found me at a very vulnerable moment where I had a new Metroid game and a Switch that was loud, just loud enough that I would have headphones on. I'm like, I can still hear you like a little bit, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. <laughs> loud. It's a bizarrely loud console. Yeah, my my fans are very loud, and I'm sure I could like fix them or like send it to Nintendo. But also like I've got Metroid now. And again, the, the the kicker was just seeing all the reviews and people posting their, the pictures of the screens, and then specifically with Dread as well. Just I had, I had to do it. I had to get an OLED, and I I've only my my playtime's been divided up between the OLED and the TV. But the game looks incredible on the OLED screen. Like those, there's a, there's a few areas where it's like very dark, and Samus's green lights really really pop in those segments on that screen. As black as blacks. <laughs> biggest biggest screen, better colors. Yes. A better definition for for black as well. Are there any other new features? Um it's got a different uh, kickstand. Kick it's got a good kick it's got a good kickstand, but it, like which oh, is important compared to the original switches, little little flimsy plastic flap. But every time I use it, I'm like, you're just gonna you're gonna fall over. So I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Would you take this to a New York City rooftop party? To play with your friends. Like <laughs> it's too expensive. I'm too scared. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will say I that, like, I think maybe out. it's just the white Joy-Cons as well. It, it does feel, look like a more premium version of the Switch with, like, the glass screen and, like, That's all how this they get like, and I'm too scared mm-hmm. to, like, you're a handheld console, but I'm playing you specifically in my house off the TV. Like, <laughs> I'm keeping well, you safe. You mentioned the glass screen. Nintendo's come out and said, please do not remove the safety cover. I saw oh, that. my God. Yeah. You'll all die. <laughs> What is? What are they containing under that? We can't even make that? our Joy Cons not drift. Don't trust them with glass. Holy shit! <laughs> Do the Emmys come out of the switch if you take off the the the, the, the protection? I don't know. Maybe I should find out. <laughs> I, can't, I can't confirm they can't. I can't confirm they won't. But maybe. 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 But yeah, um, um, it's it, like honestly, for the most part, it is it is a switch. But yeah, that new screen is doing wonders for Metroid, and I haven't hooked it up yet. But the new dock with the the hard wired LAN is a big deal for me as well. I can finally so, you're finding, throw this out is more like a my adapter from the Wii PS4 U. To, <laughs> this is more of a PS4 to a PS4 Pro sort of move. Where it's, just, it's a nice upgrade. If you're a hardcore fan, you want to have a bit of a, a better all-around experience, it's probably a good choice. Um, or if you're new to getting a Switch, it, it, that's the one you would probably go for. But there's no real rush to upgrade, would you say? Yeah, no. And like, unlike the Pro, it doesn't really have the power boost either. So, like... Would the better comparison maybe be the PS4 and the PS4 Slim? Yeah, Okay. I, I do kind of wish they just sort of replaced the current Switch with this. It is kind of weird that they're now selling like the three different Switch models. It seems kind of yeah, Nintendo seems... is, I guess, the best way to describe it. Nintendo has been Nintendoing 
uh, especially hard this yeah. year. Successfully, though, it's working for them. So yeah. I guess <laughs> good on I them. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I have hit a wall with my Switch as well, and this is just a, a much larger topic, where I bought Prime, uh, Prime uh, Dread on, what did it come out, Thursday? Um, Friday. I had a copy of it. I went and rushed out to get a copy, and I just didn't play it because I, I couldn't just sit down with my Switch, and I don't like playing on the TV because it could, I don't have the Pro Controller. And oh, having okay. the two Joy-Cons, that little thing sucks. Awesome. Well, you don't play like this? Like me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you laugh. It's comfortable. It's amazing <laughs> the, the ways I play with the Joy-Cons or even like the Wii Remote back in the days. I'm like, why am I sitting like this? It's, it's working though. <laughs> you yeah. sit there and you're just like, this is fine. Like, I don't understand what's wrong with just, it. Just like laying and down. For those like- <laughs> listening to the audio podcast of this, you can watch uh, Lauren's strange, strange moves live on twitch.tv forward slash story mode Oz we record these live every week. And you did just miss out because uh, Lauren and Karen I feel like I've been watching a yoga podcast now. <laughs> I, it's just like a Robux Oz style. <laughs> the show that got us all through puberty. <laughs> Speaking of getting through puberty, we have another game coming up, Far Cry. That was an odd segue, yeah. but to hell with it. Far Cry 6 also came out. This is a uh, solid weekend of games. And while I, again, I mentioned that I'm, Disappointed that PAX didn't happen. Same time, kind of glad it didn't because this happened a few years ago with Mario Odyssey. It came out the same week as PAX and no one knew what to do. This would have been even a harder choice with Dread and Far Cry 6 coming out on a Thursday and Friday respectively. Far Cry 6 is another game I went out and got straight away. Got two copies of it because Far Cry has a very... Uh, played a very strong part in my relationship with my partner. We realized that we started speaking to each other more because of Far Cry 3. She let me a copy. Um, we moved in together when Far Cry 4 came out. We both had various complaints about Far Cry 5. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's strong. And Far Cry 6 has just come out. We've just bought a house. So this game, I, I maybe I die at Far, Far Cry 7. Who knows at this point? But I got two copies of it and we both played it and we're both just not there with it but oh, lauren do you I know both have you the same are. opinion at this point yes mm-hmm. yeah now lauren i know you have a very different opinion because you're having quite a good time with this game aren't you yeah surprise well mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. like look <laughs> yes and yes and no um but it is what it is <laughs> well, just tell us about your your sort of initial impressions with the game uh, okay. Well, my initial impression, what I actually, what I've thought about recently while playing through um, this title is I've realized that Far Cry 3, now everyone knows <laughs> my thoughts and feelings on Far Cry 3, but Far Cry 3 has been the only game that has actually had uh, like a gripping starting narrative overall from the past games. So Far Cry 3, Strand on an Island, all your friends, including siblings, are taken and you have to go get them. Every game since then, go to a country, dictator. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's not, it's not as, it's just not as gripping as trying to go rescue people who you love you know, or who you, you care for and all that. So starting this game up when it's like, 
you know, great great performance by uh, uh, Gus Frank. Frank uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Thank you very much, Los Polos Hermanos. Um, great great performance by you know scary dude, always scary dictator. Like country's going to shit, and you're like you're an orphan within this country. You know, I, I chose the male Danny. You can choose male or female. Um, very much appreciate the fact that this is now another acted role. So it's no longer voiceless yes. like it was in Far Cry 5. Um, I found that that really, that just threw the experience out the window for me in Far Cry 5, um, especially coming from the previous titles. But, it, you know, it, it's, oh, this country we grew up in that we love, that we've we've been conscripted in to fight in, in the armies and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. You know, like there's no, there's nothing there's pressing. No yeah, there's no drive. Like the start of... <laughs> Very much, whatever. Spoilers for the first five, first five minutes of Far Cry 3. You know, the first five minutes, you, your older brother gets shot in the neck and you're like, fuck, like, shit, like, oh, my family is getting gunned down. My my freaking family. I have to go the find them. the villain straight away. Literally, because he's just, like, taunting you. Whereas in this one, like, I do agree that he does taunt the same way, but they all taunt, you know? But this is just welcome to this, this fucked up country that's got a dictator. Obviously, you're going to go take him down at some point. Um so I've realized that I think it's really the world itself that draws me to to the Far Cry titles, you know. Far Cry 3 obviously was had the great villain. Far Cry 4 had Pagan Min who was very charismatic and Troy Baker, say no more. Um, <laughs> Far Cry 5 had the the crazy uh, churchy types. Jared, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Just like sorry, <laughs> I, sorry. I take that back. I toned down Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> Jerkin, Jerkin. Um, I wasn't saying Joseph Seed sent any of his uh, any people like you know use condoms or whatever the hell Jared Leto did in the. I set think of so. Squad. I wouldn't put I it past so. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, like, okay. Yeah, sorry, go on. I'm gonna go into a very. I'm gonna. I'm in full rant mode with this game because I I like parts of it, but mm. the mm. things I think that it's are, a massive prevent me from liking it. But also I'm a downgrade. Me <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean. Continue. So you brought it up before. Yeah. This is the first Far Cry game that's not a Far Cry game. Because a Far Cry game is you're meant to be a fish out of water. In number three, you are a, a rich boy who lands an island. In number four, you're called back to your, you know, your homeland. You have, but you never grew up there. In number five, you're a cop from another town that's come into this sort of cult-run area of America. And in this one... You lived here your whole life. You're on a different island. You're ready to leave, but you don't feel like a fish out of water. Mm. Yeah, you're you're now a gorilla. You're now a part of a resistance, and you weren't part of that before, but you did grow up in the military. In Yara. So none of this is new to you. You should you're not shocked by anything. And that automatically I can't connect with um with Dan, Danny Rojas, who's the main character, also a character from Ted Lasso. I can't connect with her. Because Bless him. she's more involved with the story than I am. I I can't go on sort of the same journey as as they do. And even like the villain, you got Giancarlo Esposito. And I know later in the game, he absolutely starts chewing up the scenery. He has so much fun with the role. And I'm very excited to see that. But like you said, in number three, Vars kills your brother straight away. In four, you, you have that really intriguing sort of dinner with pagan men. Um, where you can finish the game straight away. So <laughs> in number five, you meet the Seed family really early on and you realize how fucked they are. 
in this one, very mild spoilers, and look, you saw this in a trailer. Um, at the start, uh, Anton Castillo, that's 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 the villain's name, comes onto a boat, has to do a speech, and then gets people to shoot shoot up the boat. It sinks, and you wash up on a beach. I didn't know. I knew one person on that boat. I'd met for two seconds. Mm. Mm-hmm. She was just a character's friend. I had no connect as a player. I had no connection to her, so therefore I have no hatred for Anton. It's just he's just. It, it sucks that there. It sucks that there are countries around the world that properly. is like this. I'm sure, like you know, that have shitty dictatorships. But like, it's just another dictator. You know, it's just like then, the question. Pretty much, I put forward to you guys because I've heard a fair bit about. Um, the gameplay of this one and how it's all about sort of taking down bases and stuff like that. Mm. Is this more like Just Cause than it is Far Cry at this point? No, no, I wouldn't go this far because this this game isn't isn't that bad. Uh, <laughs> Just Cause is fun. <laughs> Just Cause is fun, but it, it, it is super shallow. Just Cause, yeah, this, they this can is, take that I think hit. It's, it deserves yeah. it. <laughs> I think it's yeah, heading in that fine. direction, yeah. to be honest. I think it is... It's heading in that direction because I felt kind of the same thing where I was like, Oh, is this going to become that? But it hasn't yet. Well, yeah, because that's you know just sort of. So I was waiting for it to kind of go over that hurdle, but it hasn't done that. Yeah, because from again, just from what I've seen online, I've seen people talking about like, oh, you know, someone was saying how they pulled off this really cool maneuver where they hijacked this plane and like flew it really close to this enemy base and then jumped out and parachuted down into the base and then like stealthily Mm. took out everything and then blew it all up in some grand explosion at the end and i'm like and that sounds (laughs) that sounds like just cause to me that sounds like just cause but with a couple of extra steps i think the series had to go in that more action direction in three it's like two was a lot more survival. Two is my second favorite Far Cry game. I think it's really underrated because I love the survival elements of it. Watch those fires. Three became more of an action, <laughs> yeah. but still kept some Malaria. of those survival Malaria. elements from number two. It was a perfect balance. And then it started to tip a little bit too far in the other direction. I feel like this has just forgotten about the survival elements completely. It's taken a it, lot out of yeah. New Dawn, which is a game I just really didn't like. Mm. The whole thing about like, for example, you build a lot of your weapons. Well, sorry. There's a guy who builds a lot of your weapons, the resolve weapons, and they're all really over the top. So I'm in this situation where I'm meant to be worried about, you know, my fellow my fellow countrymen and this bizarre, I'm not sure if they're selling tobacco or the cure for cancer or both at the same time. The, the plot makes no sense. I mean, look, sense. it's a one-stop shop. Ubisoft, Get your addiction. When you make Far Cry <laughs> games, stop making mysterious fog. I don't give a fuck about... What Vivillo, Vivillo, where the fuck this is? Or Bliss? Stop with that shit. <laughs> but I don't care anymore. It's a one-stop shop. You go in there, you get addicted to your tobacco, get cancer, and then you come back, and he's like, "Hey, here's the cure." Bam. It's like a, get you on the hook. <laughs> it's like one of those boomer memes. It's like they only want to sell you the, the cure because they sold you the sickness. <laughs> and like pick up like a million on Facebook. <laughs> That's my MSN name. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it feels really weird. So you get all these like really over the top weapons. Mm. Um, you know, you've got a, a, a flamethrower that shoots out poison instead of flames. You have a nail gun for stealth. You have these, um, uh, what are the backpacks called, Lauren? Supremos. Supremo weapons, which Supremo. are these like backpacks that can shoot rockets. And it's like, this doesn't feel Far Cry. Mm. And again, I think I've mentioned this before. I play Far Cry very stealthy. That's just how I, I, I like to feel like I am, again, 
the fish out of water. I need to be quiet. I need to do things by stealth because I'm not a one-man army, but I can get shit done. And that's what I've always liked. In this one, you do feel like a one-man army. They even tell you you are a one-man army. Yeah. I'm, I'm shooting, I'm you know, taking out helicopters just by using this weird backpack thing. I'm like, oh, am I, I feel like I'm cheating the game almost. It, it does definitely does feel that way. No, I, I fully agree with that one. I think as well the fact that they have seemingly made the AI extremely stupid. Um, they they basically, they either don't notice you unless you're right in front of them or they are shooting around your head like like nothing. Like I, I got to a point where I was um, walking down this track and the enemies are like, they're always around, um, coming out of nowhere. And a couple of them coming towards me and I had like a group chat and some Snapchats going off and I like put the game down and started doing that. And about five minutes later, I was still bullets whizzing past my head as like I'm just standing there and I'm like, Guapo, go for it. Guapo is my crocodile, by the way. He's got a jacket. Yeah, the crocodile, <laughs> um, wears, he wears a jacket, has a gold tooth. He's he the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, go for it, Guapo. And I'm just like standing there, like texting, just like randomly. Um, Sounds like the crocodile should be the main character. Yeah. It's awesome, exactly. I think. Hell Max yeah. Animals the main characters. I would yeah. absolutely play a game as a crocodile wearing a jacket. Yeah, there's a game where you can play as a shark, let me play as a crocodile. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, forget, <laughs> I forget that Man Eater exists. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, um, I'm just pleasantly reminded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the AI, why not? <laughs> you notice how many grenades they throw? Oh, they throw too many grenades. Oh my! Like, the first time I went to a barracks, and like uh, you know, a bunch of people see me, I had like nine grenades come at me at once. I'm like, is this a glitch? Oh. Yeah. And look, with the amount of bugs in this game, it may have. Oh been. boy, there are heaps. They're hilarious, it's, but still, they can be <laughs> at times like okay. This is my main crux of the issue. This is this is starting to get into my main crux of the issue because I've mm-hmm. barely begun to scratch the surface. Oh, look, I don't hate this game. Mm. I just I can see the game that's in there that that could have been, and it's just covered in a bunch of bullshit I don't yeah. care about. Yeah. So I feel that. the world is massive. This mm-hmm. this game has taken a lot out, out of um Valhalla's book, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh god, no. I liked Valhalla <laughs> a lot, but it was bloated. Yeah. There are four thousand different systems going at once. And it's you, very you feel like you are actually carrying those systems with you every time you walk around this map. Yeah. And it makes a big map feel even bigger. It feels too dense to enjoy. In Far Cry 3, I mean, it compares to Far Cry 3 again and again, because Far Cry 3 is one of the best games ever made. In Far Cry 3, I can jump in and jump out and not worry too much. If I want a wallet, I kill a shark. Mm-hmm. If I want to go into a base, I go into a base and I kill everyone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's as far as I need to think. In this... You go in and you there's a lot of RPG elements. There's a lot more collecting. You don't have a normal store to buy weapons anymore until you build it, which is part of a base building mechanic that seems nonsensical at this point because I made a cafeteria where I can cook food Monster Hunter style to get perks and buffs. There's also a multiplayer area where you can play co-op missions to get a different type of resource to get different sort of weapons. If you want to get weapons, though, you need to get depleted uranium and then go to the work a, a certain type of workbench to upgrade only your resolver weapons, which is those flamethrowers, those nail guns. Nothing that I would use like a silent sniper rifle. But if you do want a silent sniper rifle, you can use your crafting materials that you find across the maps. So you find metal, okay, scrap, okay, and parts. 
How are scrap and parts different? <laughs> they sound exactly the same. Things? <laughs> what? But the main thing you need is gunpowder. So you find thousands of everything else, but gunpowder is super rare. And that's the one thing you really need. So they're just locking everything with gunpowder. Um, but they're I, in like special I imagine gunpowder would be everywhere because I'm covered in guns, but whatever, like my backpack is literally a gun. I look like a fucking blastoise. Mm. And there's um, also, now there's also like clothing as well, like different clothes. Give clothing you different perks. with different, yep, everything's a different perk. In, in, in the old games, you had, you know, your tattoos when you leveled up and it had a skill tree, the older games, mm. where you could, you know, Laura and I maybe play differently so we could have a slightly different, um, Stealth versus action, or um, exactly taking down enemies rather than buffing up your health. Yeah, in this one you don't. You upgrade via those um, the items and pieces of clothing that you find, and the weapons and the way you upgrade them. But like Valhalla, each area in the map is at a different level attached to it, so you have to level up really before your a chance in those areas, which also locks guns. So I have all the materials to buy to to get a certain gun, but I'm not the right level, mm. which doesn't fucking make sense in a game like this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to introduce mm. RPG elements to the game, cool. I would like more of like the survival RPG stuff in there, but you've just given all the boring stuff. And when your map is this big, I feel like I'm literally carrying every system on my back. Every time I go to an area, I know that I'm going to have to go around and do a collect-a-thon to clear everything up. As somebody who plays stealth, I don't want to spend too much time in the area. I want to get in and get out. But now I have to. And I know we're trying to encourage exploration, but exploration for the sake of exploration. There's it's, nothing there. I'm not intrigued by this world. The the respawn of enemies in certain areas as well is it's far too quick. Like you literally you turn a corner and they've they've all come back and you're like, see, that's the thing that and may, this might be just because I wasn't re- listening. Um, however, that happens a lot in games. Like I usually play through games a couple of times. If I really enjoy them, like Red Dead, Far Cry, etc. Like I will play through it a couple of times. On the second or third playthrough, I'll be like, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't know that first time. Um, the, sorry, the worst part with this game is every time there's a cutscene on, I'll normally message you, be like, how's Far Cry going? And they go back, it's like, shit, where am I? Yeah, what has happened? What's going <laughs> What's on? What's happening now? What's happening? Um, but I've, I've been a bit confused because there has been regular outposts. So like, you know, when you go through, you kill everyone, you, you try and do it without setting off alarms or doing it by stealth or just going in guns blazing. And then it does the whole, like, it, it pulls the camera out and shows you where you are. And then it, it makes it like a good base, you know, a place, a safe haven where you can kind of go and you know that your people are there and you can level up your stuff and all that stuff. Um, I don't know where they are. I don't know if they're even a thing because you go in like there are certain areas that are red. They have like this red barrier. And so you go in there like even I think the other night, like I I gave it to Brendan to play for a bit and he was having a go and he was like, haven't I done like, is there more people? I've killed everyone. Do they, is it going to do that whole like outpost taken thing? And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone doing some maybe dark. oh there's some there's a bad guy over there and there's one bad guy we went and killed them and then we turned around and everyone was back in their original places and it was just like I'm not is this meant to be like a a, a resource collection oh. area where I'm meant to like kill them and collect things as we go like I but I'm just not quite like, sure like you know you kill a guy with a sniper rifle mm. and you know you get handgun bullets from him yeah 
cool. I would have liked his sniper rifle. Yeah. As you can tell in this game, I'm really pissed off with sniper rifles. As yeah, <laughs> but that that is actually a, a thing that I do enjoy about it is um you loot things automatically by running over their bodies, basically, or you're going near their their, their rotting corpses. I oh, so um, you're wearing you're wearing a giant vacuum cleaner, right? Yeah, hoovering it all just up. Just like as you're going, <laughs> literally. Oh, no, no. The dustpan rush as you're going, Guapo just grabs them all as he goes. Luigi's Mansion <laughs> 4 definitely took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I like all these enemies, obviously, they're all differing. Like, you know, you've got the sniper, um, you've got the... The, the quick guy runs at you and spooks you and you got the regular guy with the normal gun and you got a guy with a rocket launcher and a guy with a backpack with the with the chemicals and he sprays him at you. And um it's and got a guy the, sets up a turret. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's him? a weird guy. That's a cool He's a one. jerk. Yeah, I agree. Um it's got the same kind of elements where you, you you pull up your phone this time around to to scope out the enemies, to zoom in, to to um basically see where everyone is and keep an eye on them. Tag them, that's the word. Um and now they all have uh, weaknesses and they oh tell you God. what they're strong to <clears throat> and what they're weak to. So like the guy with the chemicals, obviously he's strong against, he's strong with chemicals. He uses chemicals to get you down. But like fire, he's weak against fire. I think they should all be weak against bullets because they're human. But yeah. like, Thank and you. they are. Every you know. enemy in this game has died with a shotgun to the chest. So don't yeah, tell me a, that, oh, they're, they've got heavy bullets and they're, they're weak yeah. against skin piece it's, it's literally just like an extra little shield so like you headshot someone with a helmet the helmet breaks off then you do it again and their brain explodes you know but, it's it's that kind of like getting ch- chipping down the layers to get to their flesh to make and that worse the goo within it, it, it just have no logical <laughs> sense so i had armor piercing bullets in my sniper rifle it doesn't make a difference that an armor piercing bullet to somebody's bare head would be a one hit shot kill mm. it's not you have to use like these soft body bullets I'm sorry, but what? if a bullet can pierce armor, yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah, cool. like that's not how and the worst thing that it, works. It takes like 99 percent of health off them, mm. so you need to quickly shoot them twice. It's like, what was the point? Like, why do you make? Mm. Why is this game so fucking frustrating? I just want to be a goddamn ghost. <laughs> I want to be. I play this game like I play like an Arkham game. I kill everyone silently until one person's left and I freak them out. <laughs> and then I release like a crocodile on them. Look, it's fantastic. Like Guapo, go I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it this way, okay? There is a tried and true method that I absolutely swear by. It's technically stealth if no one is left alive to report it. Yeah, I agree literally. with that. That's how I play before literally. Games. That's how that's, I play Metal Gear Solid usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, with, uh, with the, the outposts. <laughs> with the outposts. Oh, rest in, I miss you, Sam Fisher. Come back. <laughs> Friend of the show. No, he's gone forever. Um, you miss no. off Sam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like with with the outposts. Like even if you, even if they detect you, but you kill them all before they hit the alarm. Technically, you did it undetected because no one else knows that you're there. Like Technically. I, I, do en- I, I enjoy being able to do that in a game where it's kind of encouraged. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. When I recently like spent a lot of time playing Warframe, that was one of my favourite things to do was, you know, stealth through a room by just blowing the shit out of everyone because it was yep. funny and it wasn't a very serious game. It wasn't trying to be, you know, anything else. It was just like, a, ha-ha, look, you just run through, blow everyone up, it's a good time. And I feel like from everything I've seen, considering I've never really played a Far Cry game, um, everything I've seen about this is just... I think the best way I can sum it up is that you're not angry. You're just mm. disappointed. Well, I, I, 
I'm sitting here in a, yeah. in a part where, like, I, I'm sitting there and I'm playing it and I'm going, oh, this is cool. That's an upgrade from Far Cry 5. But, like, Far Cry 5 is, like, the bar was, like, three was, like, okay, sorry, audio people. Three was high. Four was a little <laughs> bit below it. Five was fucking at the ground below that. And then six is now kind of, like, a, a quarter. <laughs> like, so How there are bits they- and pieces where I'm, like, fuck, yeah, this is really good. Like, it's I'm glad they did this. I'm glad they did this. I'm glad they did this. And then, I don't know, it's just, like, uh, I, I <laughs> feel like all the Ubisoft games are starting to just congeal into one <laughs> oh. type of game because even yes, when you play like the Valhalla-ness is. of this leaks into even getting missions from characters. You no longer have like a little cutscene between your all the characters. Only for main missions you have that. There's like a screen that comes, comes up, kind of like almost like Destiny actually, mm. where it is sort of a menu screen that comes up with a few details on like a the mission and the character saying they're talking to you, mm. and it just pulls you out of this game, which is meant to be all about I immersion. Don't, I don't, I actually don't mind it. I think it's uh, it, it, it weirds me out. I don't know. I feel uncomfortable. But well, that's one of those changes where biggest, I'm like, interesting. Go, my go biggest ahead. complaint about the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's too much. Too much in it. And why Too I much. said the world is big and the Far systems are big. There are, so you have um, civilians, guerrillas, you have uh, the Aran army, mm-hmm. and then you have animals. And it feels like because the world is bigger, they've added like 120% more interactivity between these, these groups. Mm. So you're just walking down the road. Don't want anything to happen. But then suddenly a car comes out, swerves to avoid hitting a mongoose, hits a tank, because there are tanks in this game now, which is, look, I'm a big fan of that. Hit the tank, tank explodes for some weird reason, causes a massive bushfire, which means the helicopter comes. You have people shooting around you, and because you're not involved with it, you're just walking through it. Yeah. And I was like, guys, <laughs> and they don't, I'm playing another day, you know. Game, <laughs> it's just like San Andreas, when you, you literally stand still in a corner in San Andreas and it there will be like, explosions yeah, in about bullshit. five minutes. Like, yeah. it's amazing. This sounds like, it's like GTA Online yeah. levels of fuckery. <laughs> it's really like, guys, I feel like the game is trying to just like piss me off. Mm. I, I, I feel like I'm being bullied by it at times. Yeah. Well, how long ago? I'm you- trying to do the most simple, innocent things. And and then also add the bugginess into it. So a few days ago, um, I'm playing and one of these just all out chaotic moments happened while I'm sitting perched on a hill with a sniper about to take out people at a base. All this stuff started happening behind me. And then a truck pulls up. A guy steps out, glitches upwards, drops a grenade, swings backward, lands near his car, tries to walk properly, opens the car door, grenade next to him blows up. Look, is it the cancer? We can't cigarettes at the Sally. I don't know what's <laughs> causing this. Is it meant to happen? But then I'm like, guys, I'm just it's a feature. I'm just trying to have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, it, it, it feels like a, a, an absolute chore at times. Game, but okay. Look, complained a bit. Hmm. Lauren, what are some things you like about the game? Um, <laughs> no, I- <laughs> tell us about the horse, Lauren. Please. Tell about the horses. Oh, horses. Yeah. Horse lawn, horse lawn. <laughs> look, all right, look. As soon as I saw that saddle, I fucking sprinted, sprinted to that Galloping goddamn wolf. saddle. Um, I was very surprised. I thought this was going to be something that you had to, like, 
you would earn, there'd be a mission where they're like, quit, which there is um, a couple hours in. I say a couple of hours. I've been, I probably played about 15 hours of it because I'm just running around the world exploring and I'm just like, what the, what the fuck? Um, but like, like, yeah, there's a mission where it's like, quick, let's send the horses outside. And then that's obviously like your starting point of like whatever. But so uh, there are areas around the world where there is like a saddle that's placed on a fence or whatever, and that's kind of like your pickup point. There's also pickup points for cars and boats and aeroplanes and helicopters, um, which I don't mind. I think that's kind of cool. Um, sorry, the horses. So anyway, there's a horse. Um, and it's definitely, definitely – the classic Ubisoft, it is only there to get you from point A to wherever the hell you want to go. Sometimes five steps uh, because a car hits you and your horse dies and you're like, mm, when in Rome? Like this is what it is. Um, and the car always swerves to get you. That's how I lost my first horse. I'm going <laughs> down the road and a quad bike swerves and hits mm. me. What have horse they got against dies, horses? The man dies. I'm just like. He's more of a car man. The fuck is this? <laughs> it's. um. <laughs> What? It's definitely a, a, a simple transportation device that you can change colors. It's um, which uh, that's okay. That's okay. I just think that in games where there are horses, it is like eighty percent of the time they are a character that you gain a connection with. You know, red, dead, um, red, dead, red, red, dead, red, dead, <laughs> red, dead. Like literally, like ghost you, Zushima. you give them, yeah. you give them yeah, a name. <laughs> you you feel you feel good with them around. You know, you call them. Um, and they come to you, it's like this personalization of it. Whereas this is literally just you get on the horse, you can ride, you can you can go quicker. Um, which like I'm okay with it because I know that that's what they're trying to do. You can't actually call. I was surprised that you couldn't whistle for a horse when you're when you're off, because like you'll get off them. Oh, that'd been cool. Um, and you can run up a hill or whatever, and then you they're just sitting down there, they're just like standing there, and you're like, I'm no, over here. Meter's running, but, mate. <laughs> yeah, like literally it's the marker just goes like your horse is over there. Like on the on the little map, it's just a picture of the horse, like horse is there. And I'm like, thanks. But I I'm over You're here. You're texting your phone saying your horse has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> your horse has been crushed to a cube. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes to collect your horse cube. Um That's a but like that is uh that aside, because I accept it. I understand it's a Ubisoft thing and I accept it. You can get zebras and unicorns as well, and I'm like, fair. Um there's like six different horses you can get, and the first ones are like your general uh, yarn species of horse, and then the ones that the soldiers have is like this is a, the Spanish horse, and then further down the ones that are blocked out is like unicorn. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> again, wonderful. Sure, why not? Let's go. Creed Valhalla. We'll get there eventually. Um, as for the physics, because we all know that I, uh, we all know that I'm here for the physics of, of, of the horses. Um, yikes, indeed. I the the vibration within the controller is not enough. Is not enough. It just doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like you're galloping through this like this this wilderness. You know, you just don't. You just don't feel like it. And also, it's first person, which I actually, obviously, the driving in these Far Cry games, the first person driving where you're literally in the driver's seat, looking behind a windshield, is the thing that has been there since Far Cry Two, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it was in Far Cry Three. I know that much. Um, and it's the same thing for the horses, where you are first person. The, you see the horse's head and it bobs up and down and you're trying to you're trying to ride through it. It's actually not as difficult as I thought it would be, but when you're trying to control the horse is going forward and the camera, the amount of times you <laughs> just 
Chessie's just shaking his head. <laughs> the amount of times your character will be looking behind you and you'll be like, onward. It's like that 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 thing in all those comedy movies where it's like, onward, and then you just go backwards. Like <laughs> it's entirely to that. I demonstrated that by the way. So just people who are watching, you're welcome. Twitch.tv forward slash someone else. Um so it's just generally that and you just don't know where your horse's head is. You don't know where you are. You don't know where you're going forward. Um, they they don't they don't die as easily as I thought, which is good. Um, quad bike says differently. I mean, look, they do, they definitely do have their, their time. It's funny because they, they rear up and they buck you off and then they just kind of collapse in like this rag doll, like, oh, dramatic. Fine. Like, oh. Horses, horses are weak to quad bikes. It's fine. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember it's, this in my Pokemon games. It actually tells you all their weakness. This is quad bike. <laughs> just quad bike. Strong exactly. against hay. Exactly. And I mean, you can you can commandeer them. You can steal them from um from the soldiers. And like, if it's a if it's a better horse, a better upgrade or one you don't have, you can take it back to a saddle and it like adds it to your collection, so you can get the faster one next time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, as soon as I got on one, and I was like, the vibration isn't quite there. The gallop feels okay. It, it's the stamina isn't quite as as much as I wanted you it to be. Mention the frame gallop. rate drops. I don't have frame rate drops. Oh my god! Oh, so are you play this on Xbox or PS Five? Uh, Series X. I don't Series have PlayStation. X. I'm playing this on PS Five. And when you gallop, it looks like you're going through a flip book. Oh. It drops to single digit sometimes. Wow. I yeah, again, I, don't have that. I forgave control. <laughs> But I can't forgive this. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Even the cutscenes of the game have these massive frame rate drops and it just. It's well, that's a you problem, buddy. It is a me problem. Maybe it's just my bad eyesight. I'm, Maybe. I'm like falling asleep every like <laughs> tenth of a second. How many, how, how many frames per second are you seeing right now? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> like, um, but you actually bring up a really interesting point in a game that leans heavily into animal companions. So mm. the last few games you also had human companions, but I don't believe you get that in this game. Why didn't you get a horse? Why? Why? What do you mean? Like, you why mean? isn't there a horse companion in this game? Because they're weak to yeah, quad it's bikes. There's quad exactly. <laughs> that's fair enough. There's too many and quad so bikes in the world. I'm sure Chorita, the cute little dog in a wheelchair, I'm sure he's weak to quad bikes as well. I don't <laughs> oh, he is don't you, quad bikes. Don't you? We, no, we are not discussing that. <laughs> oh, Chorita is one of the best parts of the game. Protect him. Absolutely adorable. Protect him with all you can. No, Jesse, look, you said what I liked about the game. I I am enjoying, um, I, I think Danny is a character. Then again, I am playing the male Danny, so I'm not quite sure how the female Danny stacks up in terms of voice acting and like, snarkiness um but the he's quite intriguing it's okay intriguing in the way that the the people you're fighting for they're called libertad the libertad libertad um they're the ones trying to fight to get yara back from castillo and they everything they do he's just kind of like yeah all right i get it like (laughs) i know that's fine. Like at the start, you're um, you're like, I just need a, I need a boat to get to Miami. I just want to, and they're like, well, there, have a boat, have it, go for your life, yeah. and you'll never make it. And he's just like, away from Miami because <sighs> it's like a little fucking fishing boat. Well, that's thing. what they're, they're doing that to it's be like, like a there's your boat, bloody make it there, good luck. You know, that's they're trying to be, they're trying to be like that. Um, Dicks, give me a jet. But stick. yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> he's a he's a really 
it's a nice breath of fresh air, definitely from five, um, especially just how that was do what you want with your character. But I do, um, I don't know. I, I think if I wasn't so ingrained in the Far Cry universe and um, I didn't just play Valhalla as well, I think the 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 everything that they have, the everything they've shoved in there, the guns, the the building of the sites, the um, leveling up your character in the different areas and all that, I think that I enjoy it, but it's fucking way too much. Like I even messaged you as soon as I got to the point where it was like, welcome to your base. Please level up on one of these four things. Like here's a canteen, here's a hunting area, here's a... Here's the game in third person for some reason. It literally just goes third person suddenly and I was like, how do I, how do I, I don't yeah, like this. Doesn't how do, do I get for back? Horse, doesn't do it for cars. Doesn't do it for anything. It's just this base. Um, I Yeah, I messaged you and I was like, oh no, this game is going to be exactly what I think it is where... I don't read everything because there is just far too much to read. <laughs> yeah. And I follow my heart, like the hunting. I wanted to do hunting, followed my heart, and I spawned the hunting shack, and I don't really know what I got for it. To the hunting you shack? Got, you got a shack. Is that how I get the bow and arrow? Because I still don't have that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. So then you just go to the workbench oh, and you, you just have it. It's just there. So then a question for you guys. Yes. Considering we were talking about Metroid Dread earlier and Jesse, you asked, is Metroid Dread a good starting point for someone new to the franchise? Is Far mm. Cry 6 a good nope. starting point? No, like... Nope. No. Mm, oh, mm, I've I think seen yes some and reviews no. saying that this is, too much, this is too much of the same Far Cry and that's... I completely disagree. I disagree this as well. Is, this it's too much much ignores the base of Far Cry and adds a bunch of Valhalla to it. Yeah. And the worst mechanics at Valhalla and, again, Ubisoft games at, at large. I find it those elements to it. And it's hidden a what could be a quite a good Far Cry game. If you want to start, play a Far Cry game, go back to Far Cry 3. Yeah, fair enough. The Far Cry game. <laughs> but I find it interesting that you've brought up the comparison to Valhalla because, again, you're not the first person I've heard mention this. I have seen several people, just, to, again, the sort of general discourse, complain about the Valhalla-ness of it all. Mm. And just how unfun that is, which is kind of a shame. Mm. It's mechanics for the sake of mechanics. It's RPG elements for the sake of RPG elements. It yeah. adds no fun. It just adds quantity. Mm. Not quality, See, quantity I, to the game. And again, at all points, I feel that weight pushing down on me. I remember playing Valhalla at the start of a year, and I did really like it. But I remember the very first thought I had as soon as credits rolled was like, thank God. It's over. <laughs> you got to credits? I finished it and was like... Hours did you put, I put like 130 and I'm, I'm oh, like... Too many. Too many. <laughs> but I finished it. Am I was still like, in like Norway still? Like, where, where am I? <laughs> yeah. and, and to hear it six is... Because uh, I feel like Ubisoft games have had this problem for a while but where they're just like, man, this is a cool system. Let's just roll it into our next game. Yeah. And they just keep rolling Absolutely. it down the hill into like one yeah. weird well, amalgamation of everything. But I mean, they did that for a while with like, oh, the radio towers or the radio tower equivalents. Oh. Mm. To the point where it was such a massive meme. And then they made a joke about it and they were like, haha, don't worry, I'm not going to make you do this for every radio tale, I think, in Far Cry 5. Yeah, in Far Cry 5, yep, absolutely. And then they did it anyway. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? Let's just say There's no you don't know what one. you have until it's gone. Yeah. I'd much <laughs> prefer, oh, I actually, no. I would I'd step over Danny Ross's mother for oh, a radio no. tower. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like... It is, it is interesting that, like, it becomes a meme and people go like, oh, just more radio towers. It's like, yeah, but... When it's not there, you're like, shit, that actually 
it just worked. Like you knew what you were getting and that was okay. Like they weren't trying to the Far Cry games weren't supposed to be reinventing the wheel. It was mm, just meant to be food. upgrading the Far Cry title. You know, like how three was good and then four had elephants. And then yeah. cool. And you know, like it had it had like it still had the, the spiritual drug experience, you know, where you, you go do that. Uh and that and little then, helicopter that you bought from wish.com. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then um yeah, and then five had its the same thing, little drug experience and all this all this crap. Jesse, does this one as well? I haven't because I've been exploring and I've been just kind of looking around doing all that kind of weird stuff. Is this also a game where it's just like, hey, you can go wherever you want to, but we recommend here? It's not, is it? Because there's no, like the way there's it sort a of starting breaks off island, at one point. And then a little yeah, you island. You have a starting island and, and then, then you get to a big bigger island. island and then it breaks open and it's like it, again, still from Assassin's Creed, it's like, okay, we need to take down these generals to sort of get work our way up the ladder. Yeah. So it does actually feel a lot like the assassination missions, yeah. which were oddly pushed to the side in Valhalla. And it tells you where they are I, on I the map. I don't know what they're fucking doing. Well, because I thought that too. When they were explaining, they were like, oh, here's the, the Montero base. Here's, here's uh, Castillo's... Uh, little Nas X's base. Little Nas X's <laughs> little buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's, every time I go in there, I'm like... Duh, 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 duh. Well, my next friend of the show. Well, I hope. (laughs) I've listened Um, to a pop punk cover version of Montero, and it is so catchy. Oh, it's listen to the Scartoon Network covers of any little Nas X songs. Holy shit! Good. Not my genre of music, but I appreciate them nonetheless. Like absolutely, I agree. Me too. Um, but yeah, it like goes through and it, it gives you like a little background of like who these enemies are. They're obviously going to be going after them. And I was like, okay, cool. So it's going to be like five where it's like Joseph Seed is in the middle. Then there's John Seed, Lady Seed and older brother Seed. And <laughs> I don't know their names. Trevor and Bliss Lady. Faith. Um, <laughs> Bliss and- Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh. And um, then it was just like, well, we're going to start you over here. And I was like, no, nah. <laughs> I wanted to go down there. No. So I, I wasn't sure if you could actually head down. I assume you can, but. How long ago did um, Far Cry 5 come out? Because I feel like it was quite recent still. Uh, 2017? Yeah, it was just after, it was just after uh, Trump because everyone's like, <gasps> oh, yeah. the game, it's the yeah. game. It has a message for once. And they're like, no. no. <laughs> Same <laughs> with this one. It's like, oh, Oops. my God, this game's about like. Communism and, and like and, and dictatorships and all this type of stuff and like, nah, man, <laughs> nah, just fuck right. Horses and quad bikes. No, there's, there's massive political messages, messages in this game. <laughs> nah, nah, man, quad bikes. <laughs> quad bikes. This little crocodile. Also, wait, just real quickly um, before we start to wrap up. Okay, now I only speak one language, and let's face it, I speak quite poorly. But when games have people speaking other languages like Spanish or whatever, Mm. can they realize that nobody on fucking earth swaps between languages? They don't just sprinkle words in from their native language. It is so... It is okay. stupid. It is Every time. archaic. It's disrespectful. It, like, it's so bad. As a bilingual person, it is one of my biggest gripes. Because it Wait, doesn't... what other language do you speak? Spanish. Give us some Spanish then. No. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you do this little rant and sprinkle some Spanish throughout it? Give us a proper Far Cry 6 experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm not going to give that trope any more weight than it needs. 
Fair enough. I, I always forget that you, you lived in Spain for a fair while. Yeah. Um, anyway, the point being, right, because this is this is a thing throughout all of media. This isn't exclusive mm. to video games. It's in every Having single, culture. like, bilingual-based fucking TV show or movie or whatever. Like, it happens all the time. And it is so infuriating. Because the way it actually works for bilingual people, especially if they're talking in their non-native language, is they'll go, oh, shit what's the word for, you know, and then they'll say... You don't smoothly transition no, in and out because... Because there's no need, because no one ever fucking talks like that. like that. No one talks like yeah. that. It's a bit like if, you know, halfway through typing, you're going, like, you're messaging someone on Discord, and then halfway through, you just transition the rest of the message to, like, WhatsApp, and then you send <laughs> the actual message through Twitter. And it's like... <laughs> you know how often I start doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm gonna hate running story mode like that. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like if you're, but my point being is that you know, like you don't just start going. Oh yeah, I'll do a bit here, then a bit there, and then then go back to what I was doing. Your brain doesn't function like that. You sort of switch between it, and obviously it's going to be very different for people who are more fluent in languages than I am because I've forgotten a fair bit of Spanish. But you know, it's still it's one of those things. It's so fucking infuriating because you don't sit, you sit there and go ah. Oh, Shit, what was the word for... What was the fucking thing? Ah, oh, shit. Um, how do you guys... I do that just with English, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Too many words. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it feels super jarring, this game. I would have loved if this, if they tried to go a little bit authentic with this game, especially because everything else is so kind of bombastic. Maybe make some things a little bit more grounded. If this game just had subtitles, that would have been a re- really nice touch, and I would have felt more What's- like I'm helping... But that's the thing. Like, have like, have some old like guy like to the like, world. Like, have have some have some like, you know, frustrated old man sit sit there in the corner, and all he's doing is cursing in Spanish. Cool, yeah. go That'd for that. Like, teach me some fun yeah. new words. Absolutely, okay, because see, like Spanish swears are insane. There is one <laughs> that's which not where I, think, I thought you were going with it. No, like there's one which um, I'm sorry, Twitch, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is. <laughs> It's basically, I will kill your gods, then shit on them. Huh? That is a swear in Spanish. There is a phrase, just like son mm. of a bitch. It's that sort of like, I will mm. kill your That's gods, better. then yeah, shit on way them. Better. And it's That's like, my band name. Oh shit. <laughs> like, this is cool. That's my MSN name. <laughs> it, I will kill your gods, and then in brackets, and shit on them, like a Fall Out Boy title. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. All right. Well, I think no, that's, that's probably a good. Real quick, oh. real quick, sorry. The one thing I did, I, I I do appreciate within this world is that even though it is spoken in English, they have like the, the Spanish accents and then every now and again they say Spanish words and it's just like, Ugh. I do appreciate that within the world itself there is no English in brackets underneath signs, you know, like. Yeah. The world itself is full of Spanish or English, depending on where it is contextually needed. Like there even like there's signs for like selling eggs, and it's just fully in Spanish. There's nothing there apart Wait, from the, the chicken and eggs. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it, it. There's nothing there that has to be like you know selling eggs in Spanish, and then in English it's like eggs. Like there's nothing. The world in this game deserved a better game attached to it. Yeah, yeah. And I, feel, I, I, 
I feel yeah. like if I you're going to do the bilingual thing where they occasionally drop in like a word of the other language that they speak, the way that Assassin's Creed 2 handled it, where it's like, oh, it's a bit of a glitch in the, not the Matrix, whatever the fuck it's actually called. Don't tell them, because they will bring an animus into the oh, Far the Cry 7, okay? Please, but Ubisoft, guarantee- stop listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> I guarantee the clock is already ticking till that happens. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, the okay, convergence we'll there, of Ubisoft. Before we do, one good thing about this game is you can feed a pelican. You can feed Ooh. the little animals. You yes. can feed a pelican. You can feed a lot of animals, but the pelican it eats a fish, has a big bag for a neck. It's a good, strong bird. Now, that's a good, play, good place to start wrapping this up. Um, now, if you like our nonsense, we are on Spotify and iTunes, so, so subscribe and leave us a review. But while you're there, there's another podcast you should listen to. Kyron, tell, tell us, where can we find... The Fantastic Dialogue oh, Options oh podcast. Like you can you can pretty much just search us, right? We've got a we've got a website over at dialogueoptions.com and whatever podcast platform you you choose to listen to things on, we're probably on there. So yeah, any sort of reviews or feedback you want to give us would be great. And of course, as for social social media, we are across Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Probably in that order of activity where we are just at dialogue options. <laughs> I know we know that game. Um, <laughs> too many. So yeah, too many social media. At Dialogue Options, a, a follow, absolutely fantastic podcast. And uh, Karen, massive thank you for being on the show as well. Oh, happy to be here. Any, any, like, I guess like, I, when I retweeted it, I, I made sure to mention anyone who offers me like a chance to like drag my soapbox out and just stand up and shout, <laughs> Metroid's great, I'll be there. Like I'll be there no, anytime. Done and done. Simon's like, yep, yeah, we'll get you on. Hey, yeah. Look, I want to do a full Metroid retrospective episode in the next few yeah. weeks, maybe a few months. So we'll give you a call. I mean, I, mean, I, I just um, played them all, but I'll do it again. <laughs> Done. I'll do it again. Now, if you want to keep up to date with all of your video game news, storybrogaming.com is a place to be. We're also on all the socials at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StormanAUS. Of course, we're on the Twitch that I keep mentioning at StormanAUS. We record these podcasts live every week. We also have a bunch of video game streams. We play various games and such. Um, and if you want to support us on Patreon, we are brought to you by Fan Critical. You can just search for them. Um, to get access to all sorts of bonus goodies but you can also find all the great fan critical podcasts on all good podcasting platforms plus this week there'll be a bonus episode from us um, our, our PAX Radio episode we'll load it up this week so you guys can have a listen to it we had a good talk about what video game genres have gone a little bit dormant and which one we want which one we want to reawaken to, to claim the crown and look it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun time but with that Simon, Lord, Kyron, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jesse. More thank you to Kyron than anyone else. Sorry, Simon. No, 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 that's fair. I agree. It's fine. <laughs> I know my place. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, and everyone listening, massive thank you to you guys. I hope you had fun. Hope you like playing your games. Hope you're staying warm. Hope you're staying cool, depending where you listen. I got really, I've been really obsessed with seeing where people listen um, to the show. Um, and to the like three or four people who have downloaded the podcast in Nicaragua, this one's for you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, we love <laughs> you. Um, so thanks for listening. Go play some games. Be safe, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Play. Bye. Mwah, but in Spanish. <laughs> Beso. <laughs> <laughs>